Guardians one. The ending ruins it. Ronan has Ronan's pot- a shitty villain. He has potential to be good, and the end of the movie, the movie betrays him constantly. Yeah, where the first thing you see is he comes out of this big vat, and it's like then he kills somebody, and then you see the person's blood pour into the vat, and it's like oh, they kind of tell you in reverse order that he bathes in the blood of his enemies. Cool intro. Yeah, well done, tastefully done in a way to do it in a Disney movie. Yeah, uh, that a Disney movie that also has a there's semen all over the walls joke, which is great. It's so good. The Jackson Pollock painting joke is great. Yeah, but made by a person that had the knowledge of an eight year old from Earth. <laughs> That's the one issue I have with Star Lord as a character. That's the only major issue I have with Star Lord as a character. He makes references. Was he eight? Do they explicitly or, or say twelve? Like who the f- I don't know who Jackson Pollock was until that movie. And I'm I twenty. Know. I was twenty one. You, know, you never heard of Jackson Pollock? I knew. I, I was yeah. about to say. I was like, then how did you get the joke, Sean? <laughs> Context. I just, I just assumed that it was like a weird. Like, <laughs> did you just think maybe he's like Lisa Frank? He's just got black light posters. That's what this guy makes. Is that what you thought, Sean? No, but I, yeah, you're right. No, I just, I just like, I was like, that's a weird reference for someone to make that was only on earth for 12 years. You know what I mean? That's fair. But part of it is also like, it's not like he's exiled from earth. That's true. Part that's of good. Star Wars character is that he never wants to return, but it's not like he can't ever get more information. That's true. That's true. That's one. I'll, of, that's I'll, let him, I'll let you have it. Yeah. It's an important distinction. I'm sorry, but I stand by the, f- I never liked that Star Lord beats Ronan by the dance off bro yeah. moment. That's Ronin, an easy. That's an easy Ronin's attack on Rob. The um, closest to completely achieving his goal, and as compared to any Marvel villain, and it's like Ultron technically wins, but he doesn't completely do what he wants. No, um, but he still he tears he everybody fuck, apart. He fucks some shit up. Yeah, he tears everybody apart, and that's what he wanted to do. So yeah. it's like, hey. Silver medal, not that bad. Loki, uh, Loki's still in the process of doing it. Yeah, who knows what that crazy guy's up to. Mm, we'll uh, find out in November. What did uh, Thor, Thor 2's villain? Everyone always shits on him, but his actions got Thor's mom killed. That's pretty big. Malekith, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then, uh, Ro- yeah, but Ronan's like literally on the planet. He has <laughs> a hammer with a rock, and if it touches the surface, he wins. And he lifts it above his head to break it down, and then Star-Lord's dancing at him, and he goes, and he lowers it, and he goes, what are you doing? And it's like... Ugh. What? Yeah. Any potential for like he kills Thanos is like right hand man, the guy with the two thumbs. Yeah. From the Avengers is real weird. <laughs> uh, and it's like all this other stuff where it's like he kills Drax basically, and then Groot brings him like he revives him. Um, Groot's R two D two. It's awesome. Uh, yeah. But it's like everything falls apart in like that last twenty minutes. And then there's so much resolution, and it's very like repeat watching is real. I don't know how repeat watching is going to go for guardians Two. The ending might have a similar thing where it's like, okay, everything's kind of wrapped up. I don't really yeah. care. I don't really care about the ending of guardians. No, nah, once it's over, it's like kind of over. Yeah. Guardians- like once they land, once the ship, once Ronan's ship lands, it's kind of all downhill from there. I feel. Yes. Uh, Yes, when it crashes yeah. on the surface. The yeah. big battle is fun, and like yeah. when them going oh, through the ship so cool. is awesome. Yeah. A lot of crazy visual and things. It's just like, he's <laughs> freaking out. I love the big sh- net. The net made out of ships is awesome. Yeah. There's all this stuff, and everybody kind of gets a moment. I love Drax really gets to be like, guys, like, oh, like I don't know how to really word this, but I'm going to try. And he like, he's like, I love you guys, but yeah. like, I'm going to say it terribly. Yeah. Call, I think he calls him more a horror or something like that. <laughs> uh, it's, and again, it's, it's great. It just doesn't, 
stick the landing. And I feel like the reputation the movie has is that it's like perfect. Everyone loves it. And it's like, which is unfortunate because now people are like, yeah, I finally saw it and I didn't really like it. And it's like, well, you were supposed nah, boy. Like, it's <laughs> good. You were supposed to see when it came you out. You supposed to, like, yeah. it's, I always have that problem when things are like too overhyped. It's like, yeah. I It's never as good. It's never going to. And it's like, or, or I hate when people have seen something and then like they shit on it. Like I always had this problem uh, where it'd be like, oh, I, Inception's kind of dumb. It's like, when the fuck was the last time you watched Inception? It's awesome. Yeah. It's so good. We're like Avatar. It's like Avatar's pretty great. We all we all saw it. We Everyone all loves it. the shit on that movie. It's, but, uh, yeah, let's see you try to make that movie. Yeah, try and make that movie and also maybe just watch it one of these days. Yeah. I did like a month ago. No one was home and I was just like looking around the house just making sure. I was like, all right. Watch Avatar. <laughs> it's like, like I feel really lame admitting. It. Like that's the thing. Like I feel it's shamed to say I watch watching it. Avatar. But because my parents, I, my, I live with my parents, and they have a three D TV. I have, fuck, I have it in three D. I was like, fuck yeah, I'm gonna watch this right now. I'm in the mood. When the hell am I in the mood to watch Avatar? So I did. And it really takes you to like another. Pl- it's uh, Avatar is good. Uh, I really want to just tangent and get my thoughts on the Avatar sequels out. Um, all right, real well, quick. Uh, James Cameron makes the best sequels of all time. I'm on board as fuck. Let's Boom. do it. It's also James Cameron <laughs> making five, mo- four movies at once about a fictional world he knows everything about. He's shooting all the movies simultaneously. Some days he'll be shooting three, then he'll be back to five, then maybe back to two. And then like he's gonna be jumping all around. It's all in a motion capture studio, which is an empty space about a world he invented, and nobody really wants these movies but him. He's going to lose his mind, and it's going to be fascinating to watch. Um, they start in September. They just announced. I thought they start. No, Jeez, they're they're starting no, they're, they're never going to start. Yeah, um, he's lost his mind already. And yeah. I, but like I, I don't know. By We're the time Battle Angel though, is he producing that still? Robert Rodriguez already made it. They already shot it. Oh, yeah, interesting. Yeah, uh, what was I going to say? But like, yeah, the Avatar movies also. You're going to have five movies about one world that only exists in the world of movies. That's fast. That's interesting. That's a sci-fi thing that you don't really get. So. Oh. Um, yeah, but there's not. They're not all about one specific place. That's true. That's true. So like we're going to get more see, planets. Yeah, yeah, we're going to get to see all on. Well, are we only going to be on Pandora though? We don't know. Pandora is a moon of a planet with many moons. We don't know. It's pretty cool. Pretty cool. So what we're saying is, saying um, is, let's all make sure they make four billion dollars. Yeah. Uh, go see it. Go. Uh, see, you're gonna have to. You're gonna be like, no, I don't want to. But just go. See I'm gonna it. be there it's opening be night. Fucking awesome. Me. Yeah. I'm gonna be like, how do you want me to watch Give this? Give me the seven whatever, whatever D glasses <laughs> he's gonna have when that comes out. No, they're just James Cameron D glasses, and they're just his dick. Uh, <laughs> terrible joke. But the I was gonna say the um, so point being, Guardians two far better than the first one as I a say. film. Absolutely. That the third act is alone. Yeah, this that's is one of the few movie. movies that doesn't have third act problems. No, the third act is a masterpiece. Yeah. It's fucking nuts. We'll get to it, but... And there, and I have something to say off of... Okay, we'll just get into it. So, everything in this movie is motivated by character and character choices. Everybody has a nice little arc. I saw this at the beginning of May. It's now almost the end of June. Like, I don't remember all the specifics. Yeah, I can't remember Drax's I, arc. And that's I the wrote thing some that's, notes. I have some notes. Okay. But, like, so Rocket's main one is that he's super abrasive because he hates everyone, Because partially because he thinks everyone hates him. Uh, and he learns by working okay, with Yondu that, like, 
I don't know. Like, there's other people like him. He, he learns to kind of relate with somebody else in a way that he hasn't done in a while. And it kind of opens him up a little bit more. And yeah. he becomes a little bit less abrasive as it goes on. And you kind of find it. You know why he is the way he is. But, like, now that you know that, it's just, like, almost more, like... Now that you, the audience member, if you were in like Star Lord's shoes, you'd just be more frustrated with. It. It's like yeah, we know that's why you're upset with everybody. Like you don't have to be this way. Like it's mm-hmm. and Gamora goes through a similar thing with Nebula, where it's like Nebula. She finds the Nebula is like hates her, but also loves her because like they're sisters, and because of things that happened when they were kids, like they would always be forced to fight because of Thanos. And every time Nebula would lose, Thanos would replace another part of her with a cyborg part, and she's like ninety percent. 90% cyborg uh, now. And like they come to a closer understanding of each other, Gamora and Nebula, but it's also it's unresolved. It's just kind of like they're closer. They love each other in their own ways, even if Nebula can't fully do it. And like they have a nice little arc there. Uh, Baby Groots, I really liked what they yeah. did with that, where he's a little cutesy little guy. And he's they didn't like dumb. overdo it. Yeah. They do just enough. He's in it. That yeah. opening scene is so money. Yeah. Uh, where Mr. Blue Sky is playing and Baby Groot play, turns the music on. He's just and dancing. then he starts dancing to it and he like freeze frames. And in the background, out of focus, you just see all the guardians in jetpacks fighting this crazy interdimensional space tentacle like beast. out of focus too. out of focus yeah um and it just and the title cards above it and baby Groot's like frozen in a pose and he's like yeah and he just starts dancing around to mr blue sky and he's like just hopping around as like tentacles are like whoop, boom they're like slamming <laughs> down and he's like fighting bugs and like like he's just, just like picking fights with like tiny little creatures that are like closer to his size as everyone's just getting their ass kicked like around him yeah and like he's like interact. Everybody kind of gets like a little like everyone interacts. They get like a beam, and they're like, "What are you doing? Help me out!" <laughs> he's just waving at Gamora, and she's like, "Hi, do you need something?" And he just starts waving again. She's like, "Yeah, hi!" And then she just gets like slapped <laughs> away with a tentacle. And it's like it's it's awesome. Uh, That's great. But he starts out where he's he's dumber now that he's a baby because he's not the same group. He's like he's a completely different. He doesn't have any of the memories of the group from the last movie. Yeah, he's died. like a fresh start. He's yeah. a fresh start. Um, he's tiny. He doesn't. He all he can really do is extend his arms. He can't do all the other magic group like R two D two things that he could do in the last one. And he's kind of dumb. And that's like the thing with the movies that he's dumb. Uh, halfway through, that he's captured by the Ravagers. And they're like pouring beer on him and they're like making fun of him. And they're like, mascot, mascot. And it's meta as hell, but it's just like Baby Groot was the marketing for this movie just yeah. all over. It was just like, look how cute this little guy is. You want to see him going. Yeah. He's the mascot of the movie. And at the end of it, he's the one who sets off the bomb that saves the day. And he, he learns to follow the instructions <laughs> and like use his brain. And they do it. And like, it's great. Cause he's literally staring at a brain while he's doing it. Yeah. And it's, it's crazy. And like, it's so weird, but he's smart and he gets out of there. He saves himself. I was worried he was going to die again. And like that's, he has a nice little arc where it's like, he proves himself not to just be the mascot. He's like a part of the team. Uh, Gamora, I already sort of talked. I can't remember Drax's arc exactly. He's just always pumped, and you just kind of learn. He doesn't really have one in this one. His he had more of an arc in the first one. That's th- but like him as a character, he's just much more fully realized. Yeah. than everyone else, he's just kind of there to. 
Because, like, in this one, especially in the beginning, he's just pumped up about everything. He's like, yeah, we're going to fight, yeah. He's, like, hanging out the back of a spaceship getting towed, <laughs> shooting at stuff. That was a great yeah, I'm shooting at these guys. I killed them. Whoa. He's like uh, he's like Slim Pickens in uh, <laughs> Doctor Strange Love. <laughs> and he's on. That's exactly it. They're like crash land on a planet, and he's getting like smashed into all the trees. Yeah. Like, really getting hurt. And then he like they they get out, and he's like throwing his hands in the air. He's like, let's do it again. It's oh man, he's so great. He's, he's riding the nuclear bomb out of the. Uh, but that's him at neutral. Yeah. <laughs> the best scene with him is. Mantis is a new character in the movie. She oh yeah, he had the whole really thing with good. Mantis. He has this thing with he Mantis. A love, love thing with Mantis, but like not really. It's it, it's like his version of it, kind of. Because yeah. we've never really seen him actually love somebody. He only talks about his wife, his in wife the first and his one. Because like, and you just you just assume oh he's a father and a husband. He loved them and whatever. They're but gone. Like, you don't know how they interacted though. So exactly. like, it could have been like exactly like that. And that's the thing. This is one of the best scenes in the movie. Mantis's power is that she's like super empathetic. She can, if she touches somebody, she will completely she take feels on their feelings. She feels their feelings. And she was incredible. You get the idea that she was incredibly sheltered, like maybe like grew up in a cell or something like that. I forget what her yeah. story is completely. Um, where she's very sheltered and kind of weird. And I like that. That fits the vibe James Gunn's going for to make everybody more relatable. Um, she's really nice. And her and Drax hit it off. Cause they're both, I'm going to say simple, but like that sounds worse than I mean it. Um, and there's a scene where they're on Ego's planet. Ego, the living planet, is the bad guy. Spoilers. Uh, where he's looking, Drax is looking at uh, all these fountains and stuff. And he's talking about his wife and kids. And like, it's like, oh, they would have loved this. Like, I miss them and this and that. And uh, Mantis, uh, he's just, and he gets quiet. And he stoically looks out over the thing, uh, at all the, fa- the fountains in the fields. And Mantis uh, slowly reaches out her hand and she touches him after he's just been reminiscing about his family and she just starts uncontrollably weeping and it's like oh man like yeah. he's he's got some shit he's got some shit and you can never and he's just got such a good he's, he kinda, he's got a guard up he's got such a good guard that just comes off as like that's partially just who he, like where he comes from but part also i i keep coming back to that scene in particular as like that might that's probably the best part of this movie um, it's so good. That's probably for most of his arc where it's like, he just kind of connects with her and it's not necessarily a romance thing. Cause this is also part two. So it should be the darkest part. And this is like, is he going to replace the love of his wife with somebody else? Ultimately? No, but he gets close ish to it. Close yeah. enough for him. I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. Um, and then, well, star Lord, star Lord's arc. Is- <sighs> Fucking great, and I really so just want to talk about it's this. The bread and butter, man. Him and the yes. ego, daddy. So, Papa. The movie, the first movie starts where Peter Quill's a kid, and his mom, she has cancer, or she has a brain tumor. You get this something like you get the specifics in this. Yeah. It's a brain tumor. I don't remember if you get that in the first one. No, I don't think you do. She has a brain tumor, and she dies. And when she dies, she gives him a gift uh, that he never opens until the end of the first movie, and he runs off. And uh, it's a good soundtrack. It's a really good soundtrack. <laughs> and. <laughs> That is my pump up music a lot. That was my pump up music for improv shows for a long time. Oh, um, yeah, great soundtrack! Yeah, it's a great soundtrack. It gets me. You know, I want to Chris Pratt it up, but uh, <laughs> the, uh, get that ab set <sighs> yeah. beefcake getting there. I'm like a season five Andy Dwyer. That's where I, that's where I chart my uh, 
chart myself improvement where I am at the Chris Pratt. <laughs> what season you are? Yeah. You see, I want to get to it. season six, season seven because that's like that's when gar- he's that's when, yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm getting, I'm getting there. Because <laughs> he was, he was pretty jacked up for um, Zero Dark Thirty. Yeah, he was this Navy SEAL. Yeah, um, which I've never seen that movie. But uh, so anyway, so he's got Star Lord stuck on his mommy issues basically, and that's kind of where he's at. He's kind of a always that 12-year-old or whatever his age is, whatever, whatever it's supposed to be, that like let, that got abducted from Earth, and then Yondu took him in, uh, or Yondu kidnapped him, uh, who's like this leader of like the alien pirates, the Ravagers, uh, and kind of gave him a shitty upbringing, but it also made him into who he is today, and that's part one of the arcs of this yeah. movie, especially with Yondu. Yondu has a lot to do in this movie, and it's really good. Um, but the main crux of it is he never knew who his dad was star lord he never knew who his dad was and at the end of the first movie fucking remember glenn close is in the first movie uh glenn close oh, yeah. is there oh yeah and like, oh yeah oh it's great and john c Riley too yeah oh, boy peter serafinowitz i wish he didn't get killed i'm a big fan of him yeah uh so they they reveal that he's not 100 they're like oh we just kind of scanned you and you're not 100 percent they call him Terran, but it's, you're not 100% from Earth. It's like, and he's like, well, I don't know who my dad is. So, cue two or three years, however long it was, of internet speculation of who Star Lord's dad's gonna be. We found out it was gonna be Kurt Russell was gonna be playing him, and then Kurt Russell was real to be playing Ego the Living Planet, and everyone's like, oh, okay. Uh, in the comics, Ego's a big planet with a face that talks. Uh, how's this gonna work? And the movie is fucking brilliant about yeah. it. So, they pulled it off. They, I'm going to be jumping around a little bit, so I'm going to be talking for a little bit because you're just kind of listening. I can tell. But I don't know. The uh, I mean, you're just saying everything I would be saying. Cool. So. Star Lord reveals at one point in the movie that when he was a kid, he would always tell kids on the playground that his dad was um, an astronaut. An astronaut was or, it? No, it was Hasselhoff. Would, yes, David Hasselhoff. Say yeah. David Hasselhoff. Uh, yeah, because he loved Knight Rider, and David Hasselhoff was the coolest. And he would go on. All, he had a talking car, and he saw all these adventures, and blah 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 blah. And he was like, "Dude, he's so cool. He's great. I want him to be my dad." He was a kid who would lie to people and tell them that his dad was this ideal, this ideal version of whoever it possibly could be. Uh, he's better than he ever would have ever could have possibly been like that's that was what he wanted his dad to be that's who he always was to him so in this movie ego is portrayed like he gives his backstory at one point and talks about how great his dick is (laughs) which is like he's ego um (laughs) but he's basically a brain and he's a god but lowercase g is how he explains it which it was a really really nice little moment he's a god he's a celestial being who in the first movie they there is a theory I saw online. They go to this place nowhere where it's this celestial being skull. Oh yeah, it's basically a city floating out in space. Yeah, it's one of the best. Mine, well, they mine it. Yeah, they mined the mine. Yeah, and there's a there's a theory I saw where it's like Eco's brain came from that skull, and I was like, I don't know about that, but maybe I'll keep that. In the like maybe they're in the same family or something. Same family, something yeah. like that. So Eco's brain goes and it's floating through space, and whatever his brain thinks of, it will materialized stuff and it materialized layer upon layer upon layer until it created an entire planet and it, he could the, the brain could make anything on the surface of the planet and so he decided to create a life form version of himself and it could be any kind of alien or whatever but he just looks like Kurt Russell uh, <laughs> and you know what great choice um, and he went around and Ego went around to all a bunch of different planets to, and he like met a bunch of women and he basically was like yeah 
Peter, I fucked a lot of aliens, <laughs> and it was real cool and real great. Um, and he, but in particular, like he loved Peter's mom, and like he was just like I loved her, and like I really wanted to go back, um, but like she ultimately died, and like I couldn't go back. And he later reveals during his evil plan speech uh, that he wanted to go and put a part of himself on every planet, and then activate it at some point so that he will consume the entire universe and like eat, there's like these weird blue blob things that like he's going to activate and they're going to grow and take over the surface of every planet and like he will just be everything and that's that's what he wants and he's always been empty and like that's the hole in his heart that he needs to fill but this is interesting you get it's great too because it's also like get it it's also like a, an extreme idea of like human evolution and like the urge to just like for lack of a better word, just plant your seed everywhere. Oh, yeah. He jizzes all over the universe. He just wants to jizz all over the universe. Because it's like plants. Because he puts plants down yeah. and they like spread like yeah, spores. He's literally over. planting seeds. I think uh, Max Landis had a tweet about it. Yeah, it's like the I biggest Bukaki so. scene. Like, yeah. Which is like, <laughs> good on you, Max. Yeah. Um, so, so that's what he wants. And, you, and even like... I feel like that's like a thing where it's like people who would leave like their family where it's like, this just isn't giving me what I think I need. Like I want something, I want freedom to kind of keep doing other stuff. And not only that, uh, ego, he's a lowercase G God. And on his planet, he has to keep, he always has to return his physical, like human form always has to return. Otherwise it'll age and he'll die. But there's like a light there that will re it'll rejuvenate him and it gives him like a power. So like he can uh, manipulate anything on the surface of the planet. He can fly. He can like with a wave of his hand. Like if he thinks about it, he can like make a statue of like whatever he wants. He can manipulate the surface and like the makeup of his planet. Yeah. And Peter's when he returns, he has that power too. And there's an amazing scene where the best line. I'm going to make some weird shit. I'm going to make some weird shit. Uh, But when he first starts to figure it out, like he goes like, like he's like, pull up the light and he starts doing it. And he makes an orb in his hand and he's like, Oh, that's great. And (laughs) they shoot this scene in like, it's like not full slow-mo, but it's like a little bit of slow-mo where like the frame rates were weird. And like they slowly develop into, they're just having catch with this orb of light. And it's so weird. And like, it feels so stilted how they get to that point, and it's just kind of like, and then he's going to make an orb, <laughs> and then they're going to start having Well, because that's catch. all we wanted to do, is have a catch with his dad. Exactly. So here's my ultimate, this is part of the reason why I love this movie. It, people will say, like, the defense of him having a dance-off at the end of the first movie is like, that's just who he is. He's Peter Quill. I'm going to dance around. That's, no. We already know that. He can... That's a. I'm gonna say that, I want to say it's a bad representation of who he is. It's a bad representation of who he is in that moment because like he can push himself farther than just being the goofball. Yeah, like, that's. Oh yeah, he's a hero. He's a hero, and I I think there he could have done something else than the fucking dance off yeah. at the end of the first one. I don't. I think that was a cheesy. I think bit. the choices he makes in the second one speak more about his character. His dad is God. <laughs> he can do anything on this planet. There's no better or idealized version of who his dad could possibly be than that. It's the best. It is old, great-looking Kurt Russell, uh, and he's an 80s kid, 
And it, it, it's it's Kurt Russell. He loved his mom. He loves music. He can make anything when he's with his dad. He literally has soup god powers. All this stuff. And he still... He chooses to give all of that up still. When he finds out that his dad is evil, and like ultimately he also finds out his, his dad gave his mother the brain tumor and which is weird but i there's something i saw online or someone's something i was well, listening I, to I, I i read a hypothesis like right when the movie came out that when they when they started speculating when they started talking about whose dad was that he mm. would have, whoever whoever had sex with his mom to impregnate her it would have gave her cancer because well, she's an alien because he was an alien in this it comes off as like i i did it did yeah this. yeah and that's weird but like there's something I saw where it's, he's such a higher level being than just a human that to him, it's just kind of like I've lived for thousands of years. People die all the time. For some reason, I'm drawn to this specific person. This is a problem. It's getting in the way of what I want. Yeah. She's going to so die gotta get, anyway. I got to get rid of the problem. Like, so I'm just going to kill her. That's like Superman losing everyone he loves. Like, yeah. It's the same thing. But it's after that's happened a couple of times to yeah. Superman. And yeah. it's like he's lived long enough to see himself become the villain sort of thing with ego. And that's what motivate. That's the thing that like Peter Quill's going to like give into him and like rule the galaxy together. Um, father and son. Yeah. And then it's very much empire, very empire. But again, it's not even on the nose of that. No, it's not. No, it's not on the nose at all. But right away, once he finds out that he killed his mom, he snaps out of it. Cause he's kind of in a trance and he's just like, this guy's bad fucking news. He's my dad, but I gotta kill him. Act three, At, and then <laughs> then Act three starts, and visually, this movie, like, oh, dude, the con- the concepts and like the shit that they do in this movie, Rocket Raccoon looks just real. Like, well, not even well, just like just like when they were like when Ego like puts rocks around him, and he like, and then he does the Pac Man. Can we just? T- I don't remember everything from this, but so like, so once he finds out that he killed his mom, qu- like, and he also breaks his um, Walkman, yeah. which is like That's visually, big, he a big just, no-no. visually he broke his heart. Yeah. Like, qu- he just pulls out his guns and he just lights him up, and yeah. he's just and he's just blasting apart, and he's just a bunch of holes, and they yeah. slowly fill back in. And he's just like, Terminator. he shouldn't have done that, and he's like freaking out, and it, it, it looks it looks amazing. They like smash into oh, him. Hey, what's up? <laughs> Oh no! Podcasters. Yeah, we're podcasting. You can talk. talk. Let's cut it out. Okay. Um, we're not, it's, it's not on. It's not live. No. We're gonna go down with the doc. So what are you gonna do? We'll probably get some dinner in a little bit. Yeah. Um. You want to just pause it? No. Yeah. Like. <laughs> so yeah. So like. Ego reveals that he uh, uh, kills his mom. He smashes the cassette player, and then he pretty much immediately just grabs his guns and he fucking lights him up, and it blows him apart. And he's got like all these holes, and it blows holes into him. And he just stands back up, and like everything slowly fills back in. And like the effect for when he builds stuff, a lot of times is like it's kind of fractally. It's almost like um, it's really trippy, man. I'm trying to think. Um, it's like. Honeycombs, right? If I remember correctly, a little bit. It's like with that honeycomb fractals, maybe. I don't remember. Maybe I'm misremembering. Yeah, I think we saw us. Yeah, when it first it's came been out. a month. Uh, IMAX 3D is how I saw it. I don't know about you. I kind of wish I did. I saw it in 2D. <sighs> yeah. Oh, oh, this was a great 3D movie. I know. Uh, Marvel movies tend to be better in 3D. So 3D thoughts is movies with a lot of CG or CG characters. 3D, I always find, helps round everything off. I feel like it makes the characters a little bit more weighted and like they like they belong 
in the frame a little bit better. Okay. It's weird, but yeah. I, I always feel like I it, can see what you're saying. Yeah. So like rocket in this, I have been saying like, looks like a Jim Henson creation. Like he looks so fucking real. Um, got that sequel money, dude. Yeah, that sequel money. I mean, it looked pretty good in the first one, but like this movie's final shot is rocket crying. Yeah. Bold. Yeah. Like bold, <laughs> like over a guy. He didn't know that well, but yeah. like just kind of got to him. It's yeah. really good. Oh my God, dude. Speaking of that scene when they go, like when they jump, they do the, the jumps. Oh, <laughs> so fun. They start warping. Them. They start warping their heads and everything's all like weird and stretched out. Uh, I don't think I had any glaring problems with that movie at all. I can't really think of anything off the top of my head. Yeah. Before we get back into our, you know, and, and well, I'm just gonna say before we get back into our discussion of the third act, do you think anybody noticed the, the, the edit that we made <laughs> where we got back into this conversation <laughs> where we stopped for a half mom, hour? Yeah. My mom came down to tell us she was leaving and, uh, we had to take a break for, yeah, I gotta get some coffee. Yeah. And, I feel like our energy is like weirder right now. So mm-hmm. I'm just going to do what you shouldn't do and yeah. draw attention to it. <laughs> Yeah, we were we were like kind of wrapping it up because we're we're on our third hour. Our now. Third hour, we it was we're getting tired. But um, oh fuck, what was I just about to say? I, yeah, my, I don't understand how people didn't like this one more. And the biggest complaint people are saying is like, who wasn't as fresh as the first? The first one was such a surprise. This kind of you know it foreshadowed things a lot. And I was like. One person was telling me the foreshadowing things, and they're like, well, when Yondu shows up, they're like, they're never going to do this. Stallone is in this movie. He's like, they're never going to show these lights at your funeral, and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And, I was, and he was like, so you know he was going to die. I was like, I I mean, like, yeah. I didn't get that impression at all. But it was I did, but it wasn't from him Stallone saying that. It was just the first shot was Yondu slowly and sadly putting on a coat while a bunch of robot prostitutes are behind him as he and he has he doesn't have good control over his men right now. And also it's a movie about daddy issues and he's basically Peter's adopted dad. Everything and for whatever for whatever it was the, I'm your daddy. I'm your daddy. Uh and when he <laughs> He's so good. Maybe we should do a whole Yondu chunk, but the, the I want to. We kind of finished with the part where I was talking about Quill's arc, where it's he just gives up the God thing, and that's so him. That's more who he is. He gives up dancing. The, yeah. Yes. Uh, speaks more to his character than anything else, and it evolves him in a way. But um, I feel like it was just the first shot, the first moment you saw Yondu it was like, oh, so Yondu's dying in this one. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna spend a really intimate post-cyber-coital moment with Yondu <laughs> in this Disney movie, uh, he's probably going to die. Um, but I, I try not to give myself expectations like that when I see movies. Right. I kind of just like let the movie happen. Mm-hmm. And um, I never try and figure it out. I'm never trying to outsmart. No, movies. exactly. And I think that's why I hate when people I hate, do that. I hate when I, dude, I can't stand when people, especially with movies like this, because it's like not a movie you're supposed to do that. It's outsmart it. No. And like, maybe like the dark Knight, you can kind of, you kind of try to want to do that. Oh, but you like, shouldn't want to try and outsmart the dark Knight. No, I still remember being how jarring and confused I was when Batman burst into Harvey Dent's, place yeah where i was like what, what, what and then i just waited the entire time for rachel to show up again and still be alive and then when rachel that, <laughs> sorry well after she blows up spoiler alerts for the dark knight but like i still stand by that sorry. rachel getting killed in the dark knight is why it's as good as it is oh it's great because um, there's stakes there's stakes and you expect to it's 
flips the yeah. script and it does it in a way using film language where it's like it's cross cutting, it's cross cutting. You think he's gonna go to this place and then it's nope, nope. going to get Two Face. He got Rachel. Rachel, oh, not me. No, why'd you come for me? Oh. Why are you coming for me? Why are you coming for me? I Frankenstein. <laughs> Aaron Eckhart's post-Dark Knight career is kind of fascinating. He's <laughs> had a real weird career. Battle after. Los Angeles. Oh, fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. that movie. Yeah. Really, one of the best movie trailers ever. Terrible movie. Um, yeah, that movie was white bread. The director, that's got, I'm on a weird tangent about Battle LA. The director of that's gone to do fine-ish bad movies. He did... Wrath of the Titans, which I have a soft spot for. I think it's the same guy who did Battle LA. And then he did the first Michael Bay Ninja Turtles, which okay. I don't hate. It's actually kind of fine. My buddy Pete. Oh, yeah. He gets repla- his voice gets replaced in the first one, unfortunately. Yeah. unfortunately. Um, second one, he's the main voice, and it's much better because it's not just like, why is Johnny Knox what? <laughs> it's really weird. but his, That's he, a weird choice to like not replace him in the second one. Then. Have a boring, normal guy voice, which I, mean, I don't know, Pete. I'm sorry. It feels rude because no, yeah, you know him. Yeah, but yeah. Like, no, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but the first one, yeah, the first one's fine. Uh, everybody looks like a monster, but like they're supposed to be ugly. So I was like, yeah, you know, why am I? Why was I upset about this to begin with? Anyway, back to Guardians. Uh, Yondu's great, and he dies. People were complaining, or it's like, oh, there's foreshadowing. I've heard that complaint before. It's like, oh, all the foreshadowing's there. It's like that's a, that's how you tell stories. Yeah, it's like how movies are made. It's, Every it's not too heavy-handed, like. And then they're like, it's just more of the same from the first one. And this is my biggest problem. And, but, people, but like better and different. Better and it's different and everything's character. Every, every, you know why. The first one's about why everyone is the way they are. And this one is uh, taking those people and showing new sides of them and putting them in situations that aren't great for their character. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I mean? Like, or, is, or situations that are ultimately motivated by who they are. Like at, at their heart, like Empire. Exactly. Everyone gets split up. You get some really interesting team ups. Yep. But the other, but before we get to the team ups, um, people who are like, but this is, uh, it's just more of the same. Like it's, it wasn't as fresh as the first one. It's not Guardians of the Galaxy two. It's Guardians of the Galaxy Volume two, which to me says expect more of the same, but a little bit more of it. And it was like, it'll be more fun. Like, we're just kind of going to be doing the same thing. It's, it's another mission. It's, it's another volume yeah. two. Yeah. yeah. It's like, I don't, it's not a sequel to the first one. It's another installment of the story. Mm-hmm. And it was really, really good. Everything works. Everything looks beautiful. Again, the third act, they fight a planet and it makes sense, but it's also making sense in a way that like you can't comprehend. Yeah. It, it works. It just it just works. Yeah, it's it's like this insane notion that they are fighting a, oh, on Earth. A, <laughs> <laughs> like we're yeah. ego. And it works, and you're like, okay, all right, they're doing this. And like sometimes, <laughs> sometimes ego is like he's rebuilding. There's like one scene where he's his physical form is being like his physical form gets like crushed a bunch of times, and each time he kind of comes back, he looks aged up mm-hmm. a lot more. Um, he's, he's like doing, really pale. He's doing like a ghost of Christmas present kind of thing yeah. uh, as the movie goes on. But there's one point early on where they smash him. He turns into David. Here's the biggest complaint with the movie. There's one point where it's like, for example, they smash him and he rebuilds himself as David Hasselhoff and then he yells at Quill. But again, that's played as a bit, but it also, I think that kind of ties into like that 
this is his the best case scenario for his dad happened. He's like fucking with Pete. Yeah, with Pete? <laughs> Peter. Oh, Peter. Uh, so we're just talking about Pete from Ninja Turtles. Uh, Leo! But, uh, <laughs> uh, but like, he's, like, fucking with him, but at the same time, that's, like, it's that feels like a bit, but at the same time, I feel like that's, like, not. It almost feels like a dramatic beat where it's just, like, this is what you, isn't this what you wanted, almost? Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's not. And then when he rebuilds himself, there's one point where he's, like, he's, like, huge. And at this point, he's just lightning-making nerve endings that's, like, yeah. slowly starting to make meat. And, like, it's, it's like, skeletal. There's, like, yeah. s- a flap of skin over it, like, Hollow Man. And it's, like, yes. That's, it's, it's fucking crazy. That's what I was trying to think of. I was, like, what is this thing, What is this reminding me it's of? Like, it's it's kind of like Man. Hollow Man. And then yep. uh, Peter, Quill's just, like, saying something where somebody's talking to him. It's, like, well, what's your problem? And he's, like, that's my dad. And it's just this, these nerve endings in a Hollow man mask just roaring at them and they fly through it and it looks it's like whoa what the fuck was that like it's kind of horrifying this either has the best cgi or the most cgi i've ever seen in a movie i don't know which it is it's a little bit of column a and column b but like it's it's not avatar heavy though have avatars in its own world yes this is that's like a movie that's made up of cgi yeah this is a movie with cgi in it but like, but most of it most is. Of it is. <laughs> there's like, you can probably have scenes between Gamora and Quill that are you know, on a set, and Drax, Mantis, Nebula. Ego. But even Mantis has the eyes, and the the ear, the antenna. Yeah, yeah. There's it's 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 a cartoon, but it's never distracting, and it's everything's not, pulled <laughs> off. It's not Gods of Egypt. No, it's not Gods of Egypt. It's no Gods of Egypt. <laughs> Do you want to add another hour and a half to this, <laughs> Sean? The only thing I have to say about that movie is fuck that movie. Do you guys want to hear this? This is me opening up a Blu-ray. That's opening up his Steelbook, Steelbook Blu-ray. Blu-ray. Not just a Blu-ray of... The fact that he owns a Blu-ray of Gods of Egypt is... They sold one copy and they sold it to, to Andrew. me, the Steelbook is so I'm, gaudy. I would not be surprised if they sold maybe ten of those. I had to order it online. Because when I went to Best Buy to find it, they probably didn't have they it. They didn't have because they didn't bother carrying it. It wasn't because they sold out. It's because they didn't bother. This is like a month after it came out. Yeah, I um. Oh, so uh, with uh, yeah, my, my basically my my two cents with the whole movie. I mean, I, I just second basically everything you've said. Cool. Um, Sorry, I've been one side. No, I mean, bit, but yeah, I, you're you're remembering it better than I am. Because um, it was also very, it was very much overstimulating. There was a lot going on in that movie, and I saw it with yes. my buddy, and I was like, we were just sitting there talking about it. And I was like. That was a lot. It was great. Yeah. I was just like, it was a lot. It was like, it was just like busy, visually yeah. busy. Yes. Very bu- But that was cool. Like, cause the mm. first one really isn't that busy. It's straightforward, you know, like yeah. you could tell that some of the sets were built, you know, mm-hmm. bigger, excuse me. And it was just, like I said, done in a way that they were very much making it about the characters and, even though the movie is bigger, it felt smaller. Yeah. And, like, there's elements of this we haven't even talked about. No. Like, there's certain things 
Well, now you were saying there's not a lot of stuff that doesn't work, and I was starting to say some of the jokes. There's jokes all over the yeah. place, and they're all over the map. And there's like dick jokes, there's poop jokes, but they come at different times, and sometimes they work. There's like this weird thing about fruit not being ripe that's like an extended bit at the beginning. Yeah, and then it's like, oh, I take a bite, and it's not ripe. I was like, what? was that was that a joke? Like, I don't know. Yeah, uh, some of the you're right. Some of the jokes didn't land, but, but and, most of them did. But I know when I saw it, and this might have just been because I. Seen IMAX 3D, I saw like the first screening, and I got there early, which I never get anywhere early. <laughs> and I got like a poster, and I got all this like sh- I got all this swag, and I was like real excited. It was this was my gift to my brother. Uh, I got yeah. like, tickets. See you in the movie theater, like clutching yeah. everything, it's like a poster roll and like a shirt. Like, yeah, I love Groot. <laughs> I, I love Groot. Um, that's good. That's pretty good. Uh, that's not a good. Ooh, well, I ate a bunch of gravel for breakfast. Giving Vin Diesel a run for his money. R- really? <laughs> do, you, do you mean that? <laughs> Try out for Groot. Oh, oh, I can do it. I'm gangly enough. I'm skinny, I'm skinny again. <laughs> they, they do a live action Groot. <laughs> it's you. I want to I do this. Don't tempt me. But, um... What was I say? Yeah, so, so the jokes don't always work, and I remember I laughed at everything, even knowing that I didn't like everything. But I was just so excited. I don't know why. Like, I was so it's, happy. It's a really fun movie. The yeah. opening scene with Baby Groot dancing around put me in such a good mood that it it took a lot to take me out of it. Taserface is the worst thing about the movie, and it's still kind of funny. It's still kind of funny, but it's so it's it's really indulgent yeah. in a way. But where it ends up going, so Taserface is part of the Ravagers, and he takes over from Yondu. He takes he they, there's they a mutiny, a mutiny yeah. and Yondu gets uh, kicked out of command, and then him, Baby Groot, and Rocket get teamed up. Nebula, Shangun too, Shangun a little bit, who's also amazing in this movie. He's re- he gets he's a lot more so to do. He's funny. He's really good in this. <laughs> uh, he had a small role in the first one, and he does the. On set stuff is Rocket, yeah, um, I, as well as this one too. Yeah, yeah, um, which is really probably super important. He probably does a lot more than people realize. Yeah, he's curious. much more integral to the movie than people yeah. would probably give him credit. I mean, Bradley Cooper though, I think does a really good job. Oh, yeah, voice, but and I'm just curious how much of that is collaboration. Like Bradley Cooper just shows up at the end and just does his lines, or I don't know if he does any mocap on yeah. the face. Mm. I feel like I saw a behind the scenes shot. Of I that. could like, be. I don't. I, I don't really no follow idea. it well enough to know, but I don't know. I could be. I'm speculating, but so they're a unit. Nebula's with them for a little bit, but Nebula and Gamora kind of get paired up. Uh, Quill. Nebula and Gamora and Drax all go to Ego's planet with Mantis an ego and you, you get some interesting combos with people the Yandu rocket stuff is great though oh my god that's probably my favorite they're in prison Yandu's just like dude you're me like you've been hurt and burned by a lot of people so you do the same to other people so you do the same thing to everyone else but like you don't have to do that like I've done that and it's a mistake and like mm. I'm telling you this because you're me and like they there's a little bit more to it they bond yeah they bond and then there's an amazing there's an amazing sequence where Yondu just kills like a thousand of not like a thousand but like a, a lot hundred, of a hundred of his former crew because he gets his arrow back and he has a special fin and he's got this fucking awesome super mohawk which is badass I was like kind of worried that he was just gonna have that in the movie but like nope. there's a point to it yeah. and like there's a story behind it because like they just you don't see any promo stuff with him with the old fin yeah um but so he has yeah. I was like oh, oh they like, rip it off yeah or they shoot it they, I think Taserface shoots it off yeah 
and the whole thing with Taserface is he takes over and he's like, I've taken over and now I'm your captain. Taserface. And everyone, and Rocket's like, what the fuck is your name? That's the <laughs> dumbest name ever. And that's the whole bit where it's yeah. his name is Taserface and that's dumb. <laughs> and everyone laughs at him. Uh, he looks like a Klingon kind of. Yeah, he's just got like a dumb, like he doesn't appear to have tasers. Like yeah. it's it, it, like, doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And that's a whole bit. Yeah. Uh, and he is like they from the comics. They drag it out for a while. Yeah. He's from the comics. James Gunn just found him. He's like, what? What a dumb name. <laughs> and then decided to put like 20 minutes of the movie as Taserface. But, uh, yeah, the scene where Yondu, though, he gets his new fin and they need Baby Groot to go get it. That was great. And they're like, all right, this is what you need to do. You got to follow these instructions perfectly. And he keeps running off to go get new stuff. And he comes back with something different each time, something yeah. wrong each time. At one point, he just comes back with a severed toe, which is, <laughs> he's so cute. Like, they made his eyes extra wide, I think, for that one. And they're like, oh, God, I don't know where he got that. And, and like, and Yondu's, just, it's like, do you have like a toe drawer or something? Yondu's just like shaking his head. He's like, his, head, his hands in his, on his head. He's just like, I don't fucking know. Jeez. Like, like, oh, uh, but eventually, he figures it out and he gets this fin. And then he, his arrow is like souped up and he's a mur. It's like, one of the better songs on the soundtrack and he's just like it's just slow-mo walks as his arrow just beautifully just lines through the air and he's just like it's like an orchestra where he's just fucking it's great killing everybody um so good and then I feel like there's something else I want to say we haven't talked about the gold people what did you think about the gold people so I liked that they weren't as important to the they were important to the plot, but they weren't important to the story. And they are important thematically. I exactly. Like, they, like, you're kind of expecting them to be the villains, but mm-hmm. they kind of just set the, they set the pace and they kind of just set the story to go where it needs to go. And then mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I didn't think that this was going to go this they're way. And like, it was really cool. Yeah. They're in the inciting incident. They're the inciting event. Mm-hmm. And I loved how the, <laughs> it's like a game. For them, like they're playing it like it's so, an arcade game. I think like, they're, they're called the Sovereign. Yeah, which I only know because I I typed up a review for this last week and I couldn't remember what they're called. I had to re-Google it. Yeah, uh, but they're they're this race of golden people um, who hire the Guardians at the beginning, and they are, in their opinion, and the opinion of other people, genetically perfect. Yeah, and they're gold from head to toe. Their hair is gold. Everything. Their hair is always perfect. They don't get their hands dirty with anything. If yeah. you insult them, they'll kill you. This and that. It's a very. It feels like a privilege metaphor the entire time. Yeah, it almost it almost has like Nazi implications. Yes, they're very Aryan. Yeah. Um, and there's oh shit, I, I want to go down that rabbit hole, but I'm not gonna do that here. <laughs> uh, and like when they have when they like send their fleet out to go fight everybody, they're in like arcade pods. And like yeah, they're not actually out in ships. They're not in the ships fighting. Exactly. There's like a scene where they go to the planet uh, that Yondu's at where he's at the brothel and their leader Aisha, they bring a carpet out that like <laughs> presumably is going for miles um, and it like gets stuck <laughs> and then she can't walk forward anymore and it's like okay and like she's not going to step on the she's not going to step on the dirt. Yeah. And their whole thing is that they're genetically perfect and it, it's it's thematically with the whole movie they're theoretically ideal and the Guardians are still better than them. Yeah. And they're a bunch of fucking... They're a ragtag rag group of... Uh, <laughs> race losers. <laughs> but, like... And that's the thing. And the more they keep 
bestying them, the like the more it like drives. It's infuriating. It's infuriating. I mean, it's really entertaining. Yeah. And then at the end of the movie, their leader um, Aisha, she's just like she's lost her mind, and she's going to create Adam Warlock, is what it yeah. seems. Which also means the final Infinity Stone is accounted for. We, oh, we did yeah. it, everybody. We the got final Infinity Stone. It's Dude. not in Thor's hammer. It's not in Heimdale. The hand isn't going to have it. Adam Warlock, he's the wielder of the soul gem, and in the fucking Infinity Gauntlet comic, not the Infinity War comic, because I still haven't read that yet, uh, Infinity Gauntlet one, he's just a deus ex machina who kind of saves the day and solves everything. So we'll see Ooh. how that goes. But they said that they're using him for three and not for Infinity War. I think three comes out in between Avengers three and four. So okay. my guess right now is Thanos is going to get most of them in part one. Split off, and then Adam Warlock is going to interact with the Guardians in Guardians 3, which I hope is still sta- as standalone as possible. Yeah, they're probably going to try to connect it. Yeah, and then and then the uh, part, and then part four is Thanos has all of them. And shit goes down. And then what? Shit goes down. Shit goes down. Uh, and you have 40 people in one scene. Okay. <laughs> I can't wait to see how Did you see that? Me. Did you hear about that? They just like no? there was like an article or something saying that like one of the actors said that there's a scene with like thirty people in it. <laughs> I hope that it's just all everybody stuck in one room. It's just like they're just like firing all I want like, I like, want a scene you, like the DP's just like, oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> I want a scene this. where Captain America is like at a whiteboard and he's like <laughs> explaining <laughs> the plan and he's like, All right, are we ready for this? And then they do the reverse shot and it's just everybody crammed into like an office room. <laughs> <laughs> that's like that, that's in line that's like fun that's like what Marvel would do yeah that's, that's, how, that's do. how they would take that's that that's how they'd do it um, but yeah so I, I really like the gold people because like, like going back to that just like I, I like the metaphor of that the privilege-ish sort of the idealized version of themselves thinking they're so much better than everybody else. I really liked what that was about. Mm -hmm. And also their look is really interesting. And then it kind of menacing and terrifying. Oh yeah. There's the one part where it's like one of the guys in this arcade pod and they do the shot. I think they do a similar one in Thor two where it's like the elves and that the henchmen stormtrooper types, they have these goofy, like, pale faces with like black eyes and like they, they look kind of weird it's almost like a doll's mask but then there's like one shot where one's in a spaceship and they kind of zoom in on the face and it's kind of and then it's like oh, okay now I see why that's kind of terrifying yeah. they do the same thing with the gold people which I thought yeah. was effective it was, it was unsettling in the, in the fact that how, how perfect they look and their hair is their like hair perfectly combed like there's not a single strand of hair out of line and mm-hmm. uh, it was great the, the makeup on I would not be surprised if this one best Makeup. It should. it should. I think 100%. And right should. now, visual effects. I, yeah. Again, oh, it, yeah. I, I again, think, it's the most. Yeah. But Wonder Woman uh, looks terrible. Uh, the only I could see Transformers getting nominated. I could see. Transformers, there is a couple shots that look like, this is very specific, it looks like a game cutscene in the era when the PS2 was still having new games come out, but the PS3 was out. It was uh, a PS3 game. <laughs> like, it's a very specific <laughs> era, but like, there is one shot of Bumblebee on a submarine, which I alluded to. Oh, fuck. I still got to talk about Transformers. Oh, my but God. I'm sorry. It'll be quick. I'll do it as quickly as right, possible. All right. So, but, final yeah. thoughts on Guardians? I think I'm, I've said my piece. I thought it was much better than the first one. Not much. Not much better. Mm-hmm. I think it was... Because that's, that makes it seem like the first one wasn't good. I think it was a, an improvement. 
on the first one. Yes. In, in terms of narrative and like, especially with Marvel, because Marvel... X-Men 2 and X-Men 1 relationship. Yes. Or like, uh, or like a Batman Begins Dark Knight. Maybe. Nah, that's kind of bold. That's a... In retrospect, maybe. That is a debatable one. Like, I would agree with you, but with... Boy, Batman Begins is like made better by Dark Knight and Dark Knight Rises, which is like yeah. weird. They all, they all kind of complement each other. Yeah. That's why do. it's a perfect trilogy. And yeah. Well, not perfect, it's but like, trilogy. it's a good... Yeah. <laughs> it's a good trilogy. Yeah. Definitely one of the best ones, for sure. Oh, absolutely. Um, um, overall, I'd say it's really good. Better than the first... I don't know where it lines up with the rest of the Marvel movies. Like Iron Man one, so probably better. Do you want to? All right, I'm gonna. I do tried a, doing. I'm this. gonna rank mine right now. I've made a ranking when I typed up my review. Let me see if I can, which I haven't released yet. But all right, so we're gonna take a five second pause. Well, we can talk during this. Uh, you want, why don't you go off on uh, Transformers while I oh, make man. my list? All right. Okay. What's the, well, I'm also Guardians trying to find my thing. Two, so Iron no. Man one, two, three, Thor. One, two, the, Avengers. So I, yeah. So let me just see. If, I want to find my list. That's what I'm doing. I'm finding it. How many fucking movies are there? There's so many <sighs> movies, dude. Okay. I can. T- there's up to like 13 or something. Better than Iron Man 2. Easy. Oh, yeah. Better than Thor the Dark, Dark World. Oh, yeah. Easy. Better than Thirst, First Thor. Easy. This is the order I made kind of arbitrarily the other day. Uh, better than The Incredible Hulk. Yes. Better than Ant-Man. Mm-hmm. Better than Captain America the First Avenger. Captain America, the, I'm just going to say this real quick. Captain America, the first Avenger, keeps going, rising the ranks slightly on my list. It almost has like a good nostalgia factor. It's going to age the best out of all of these. I wouldn't be surprised. I think it will. Well, that's why it's I like. Timeless. I think that's way. why I liked Wonder Woman so much because it kind of reminded me of what Cap was. And, I, I, and that's exactly what I wanted that movie to be. I was like, this is going to be the Captain America of yeah. the DC movies. Obviously, it was going to. There's yeah. so much that's it's very similar in a yeah. lot of ways. Yeah. But. I was going to just make an asshole comment, but I'm not going to. The, uh, <laughs> uh, and I was thinking about this during it. Like, World War II in movies sure is fun. Like, a fun setting. Like, not all parts of World War II, obviously. But, like, as, mm-hmm. like, an adventure movie, it's, like, really fun to be well, like. Well, it felt like Indiana Jones. Exactly. You know? And there's a lot of other movies, like, um, The Rocketeer. Mm, stuff like that, where yeah. it's kind of like, well, that's not really World War II. But, like, there's there's been movies yeah, set. Yeah, like as you're saying, though. There, there's been movies set in that time period that are, sure are fun. World War One, and like obviously not all parts of World War Two are, are fun. No parts of any war. No, are fun, part, but, but you know Holocaust. No, no. fun's been had there. We've um, seen Schindler's List. Well, that's a. I mean, that movie's hilarious. <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> oh boy, I love a good. What a romp! Oh, what a romp! <laughs> Liam Neeson is comic dynamite. Uh, <laughs> so I have wait. I have Guardians one two, Iron Man one two three, Thor one two, Avengers one two, Ant Man, Hulk, Cap one two three. Am I missing anything? Strange. Doctor Strange. Uh, but I didn't do Doctor Strange. Did not do it for me the second time around. We'll talk about that in a second. But the uh, World War One in movies, it's like not really seen. Not really World War One is also just not fun at all. No, it's like nothing. Really World War One is just like we're gonna dig a bunch of holes and just murder each other. Yeah. And like, but also not move ever, and we're just gonna poison each other. <laughs> have you it's seen? Fucked. Have you seen All Quiet on the Western Front? Nineteen thirty. Uh, maybe really, maybe. it's like one of the first major, like big budget sound maybe. films. Uh-huh. And maybe it's, in school. It's, it's like it's like too. one of those movies that's like you probably would see it in school. Yeah. But it's like it's a really good depiction of it, and it's just you know it's the Western Front. It's the same. If it was made in nineteen thirty. Nineteen thirty. Fifteen years before. 
World War II even happened. No, World War One. It was all quiet is a World War One movie, right? Yeah. So that's, that's what, what I'm saying. saying. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm saying. Where yeah. it's like that was very recent. So yeah. it's like. No, I was. It's fuck. fresh. Yeah, I should check that out. It's um, it's like it's one. It's considered like one of like the best war movies, yeah. you know. But Wonder Woman did a really good job. Excuse me of not. Um, it shows you how horrible it was while never really fully being like it. Never is like that's never like the thing going on. Yeah, like, at times it is, but it's never. En- it's enough. It's not, still, it's not heavy-handed. Yeah, they. It's a really interesting tightrope, and they 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 walk it well. Yeah. Um, and it's I don't know. It's it's cool. So, Doctor Strange also second rewatch. I was I had a, a nice uh, dessert, and uh, I was not able to sit still during it, and I couldn't stop thinking about how it's, for whatever reason that movie was convincing me that like Scientology. I was like, yeah, no, I get why people do Scientology. <laughs> That was kind of where I was at watching it, which was a nightmare. Um, How did you get on Scientology? I don't like the kind of the cultish aspect, and because there's parts of Doctor, I like the spiritual end of Doctor Strange. Well, yeah, because he's a very secular and like science man, and then he learns like all this whole other side of living. And Dormammu is like. Base could be is I think I texted you while this was, while I was yeah, doing yeah. this where I was like at the end of this movie he prefer, performs surgery on the entire world because <laughs> <laughs> like when he's when he's operating time doesn't exist he like makes somebody cut, like hide their watch and it's kind of like he has a problem inside of him he pushes people away he wants success he he has all of this darkness inside of him. And he's able to tap into it every once in a while to get stronger. And the ancient one does the same thing. Yeah. And he has the potential to do that. And I think she knows that. And his battle with Dormammu is like, it could, I read it as like, it's an internal sort of battle where it's like, he, it's kind of like, it's kind of like the Babadook where it's like, there's this thing, this horribleness inside of him. And every day he has to go and battle it. He has yeah. to battle it a thousand times. I just wish at the end of Dr. Strange, when he left the Dormammu fight, that's when he had, he now has the white streaks in his hair. Mm-hmm. Cause it's like, Oh fuck. How long was he actually in there? Uh, and that's a good point, dude. I never, I didn't notice that until you, you pointed that out. Yeah. I was pretty bummed that that didn't happen anyway, but yeah, I've seen Dr. Strange, I think three times now and I loved it the first time. And, Second and third time, I was like, I don't know. I still like that every set action scene is like pretty different. Um, anyway, uh, I'd say this is better than Doctor Strange as a result of that. Um, and then better than the first Guardians, better than Age of Ultron. It's definitely a better sequel. Oh, and yeah. Now, here is where. Oh, I didn't even finish this list when I did it. And then I put. Yeah, apparently I didn't finish this, huh? Then I said it was better than Iron Man 3, which I think is... This is where I... I ranked this behind... I ranked Guardians 2 behind Iron Man 1, the first Avengers, and Civil War, and uh, Winter Soldier. So it's, in my opinion, like the fifth... I think cracking the top five is fair. Oh, yeah, for sure. I think I have... But Iron Man 3 was the one... Iron Man 3, I love on a personal level. Um... But this is, I think, the closest in spirit to Iron Man 3. Where it's, All right. Yeah. Hmm. I think I have my list. I have 
This this is probably going to change as I'm reading it. Yeah. Um, Iron Man is number one. Yeah. Avengers. Cap okay. two. Okay. I think I have the Cap movies ahead of those. Well, I just Captain America is just my favorite. Yeah, rightfully so. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Guardians so cool. two. So I have Guardians as my number four. All right. So, so cracks the top five. Close. Guardians one right behind it. Really? No way. Cap three. Cap three is better than Guardians one. Come on. Fine, I'll. Switch. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> Your opinion's God invalid, damn it. dude. The, 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 All right, I can. So, I watched it last night. The the fight at the end between Iron Man, Cap, and Bucky is so good. And there's so much stuff I read way too into where Tony like reenact, like he does a couple things, like he. There's like one point where he eyeballs a shot, which is exactly what Jeff Bridges does at the end of the first Iron Man, and I oh, doubt yeah. that that's intentional, but I'm going to read it as such. I kind of remember you saying that. Yeah, I definitely. Right. That was definitely a random text, Sean. I just had this crazy realization. Stay still, you little prick. <laughs> Damage. So one thing that me and Sean love is all of Jeff Bridges' dialogue in the third act of Iron Man one. <laughs> You've upgraded your armor. I've made some modifications of my own. Icing problem. <laughs> I want to look into it. Uh, what was what movie was I watching that I thought of icing problem? Icing problem. They were like up in the stratosphere, and I was like, icing problem. Uh, Ang right. Lee's Hulk. <laughs> that, that could happen. <laughs> yeah, you remember the part now? Uh, all right, Iron Man, Avengers, Cap Two, Guardians Two, Cap Three, Guardians One, Cap. Okay. Ant Man. Ant Man. Avengers Two. Iron Man 3, oh. Avengers 2, Doctor Strange, Thor, Hulk, Iron Man 2, Thor 2. I, I, I get that. I think everyone's on board with Iron Man 2 and Thor 2 being the They're the worst. worst. I think Thor 2, though, I have a different opinion of it every time I've seen it. Like, it's way more rewatchable. Like, there's some good set pieces in there. I just, like, I couldn't get over the fact that I couldn't tell if it wanted to be Star Wars or Lord of the Rings. They were like two, it was like two different ends of the spectrum. Yeah. And it didn't like put them together. Thor has no real arc. In yeah. It. And it's the only Marvel movie where the main hero doesn't actually have like an, a clear arc. It's just, that, it's just kind of a movie that happens. It's more of a Loki thing and it kind of moves some pieces around and it's sucks because it's Avengers, like put Avengers 2 yeah put Avengers 2 but like Iron Man 2 though is just like it's kind of a slog it's it's yeah. a movie where every time I've rewatched it on like DVD or whatever there's a scene where that starts where Tony Stark drives his car one direction and then I hit scene skip and then the next scene starts where his car has something in it and it drives the opposite direction I don't remember what happened yeah I just like I was just so mad that they underutilized Mickey Rourke because he was like hot off of the wrestler and remember the one but he's also not really the real villain and it's it's Sam Rockwell and I fucking love Sam Rockwell in everything he's in yeah he's great in Iron Man too he is yeah he's he's probably the saving grace he's He's, like this douchey rich guy with like and he's making so many bad choices and one of the best makeup pieces like one of the best little makeup bits I think anyone's ever done in a movie in in Marvel especially because like it's subtle is that you see like spray tan on his hands like he like puts his hands out in one scene and it's like he like puts spray tan on himself I was like that's fucking really good oh man I never noticed that or 
Heard that. It's That's really good. Really good. Sam Rockwell is he's the best. Oh, fuck, he's have so you, good. Have you seen The Way Way Back? I did. I watched that. So he's I used so to work. Funny, I used to work at pools I know, and stuff. Dude, I was, I was like, oh god, it. I am Sam Rockwell in, in a way. I was like, oh jeez, because he's like, oh, I could do a great bit with it. I was like, yeah. oh no, that's all I would do at work. Yeah. Thank God I got out of that. It's because he's great in it, but I don't want to be him. Yeah. Um, dude, that movie's amazing. It's really good. Um, uh, but so yeah, that's uh, we like that's my movie. We like this. I, I Ant Man better than Avengers two. I feel like we've talked about that before. It's just different. Yeah, Iron Man three I, is the hardest one. That was the one I. Had, I, I just rewatched it the other day, actually. Too it's great. It's it's better than I remember. It's better each time. It's better than I remember. But I also just was. I liked that they. I liked that they didn't give him a suit. Like he he basically doesn't have his suit for majority of the movie. But yeah. I also why it's good. But I also was like. <laughs> It's it's just like a not as good version of the Dark Knight Rises. There are so many plot similarities between the two movies. Um, yeah, no, seriously, think about it. Think about that. Make make the you right. go. All right, so <laughs> what? you have you have a villain. Uh, you have a villain that's not really the villain. So Bane and the Mandarin. Who do you? Who are you talking about? Bane and the Mandarin. I don't know who you're <laughs> talking about. Bane impressions are still cool, right? Yeah, better uh, if I do it into a cup. <laughs> Um, yeah, the Lego Batman movie. Which I, have you seen that yet? I haven't seen it. Okay, you, I'm just I gonna. I'm not it. gonna. I feel like you're gonna love it. But the um, it's like, hey, you want a good spoof movie, but that's just Batman. I mean, it's like an actual spoof movie, and it's like, yeah. it's like, oh fuck, it's making fun of Batman. Yes, yeah, the but th- there are some choices that they make that I didn't love. Um, it's like, hey, you know how we have the rights to everything because we're Lego. Let's uh, dip into some stuff that Warner <laughs> Brothers also owns, and it's like, what? Yeah, you'll see. Um, yeah. What was I gonna say? Uh, yeah. Okay, so Bane. Uh, yeah, there's a villain. There's, like, really a, there's villain. like a whole like bait and switch with the villain. Yeah, um, oh, it's the best part of Iron Man Three. Yeah, and it's continue. the worst part of. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It's, it, it, it's funny how that. Yeah. Um, then there's the whole thing. Bane with, and Batman needed to fight on top of that truck that had the bomb in it. They needed to have a that crazy would be cool. Like I, I was just waiting the entire movie for the, like I knew that he was going to chase everybody in his plane, and there was other evil tumblers. It needed to be bigger. Yeah. Nolan is good at like staging stuff bigger and doing it for real, but it's always like. So he's just he's like, limited by his practicality. Yeah, exact. That is exact. Oh my god, I've been trying to phrase that right for so long because that's what I'm worried about with Dunkirk. Yeah, because like there, it looks like he just filmed planes flying around yeah. and like doing stuff, but I don't. I'm like I don't. I think that's gonna be like whoa, very nice, Christopher. Yeah. But it's not gonna be. It's not gonna wow visceral and, or anything like that. Like oh, I mean, it could be. We we also haven't we haven't seen, seen like a watch. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that. Oh my god, yeah, you just hit the nail on the head. Thank God. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, but I also like kind of appreciate that with him that he's like still championing practicality in a yes. world where like yes. everything's fucking CGI. Super, like, super. He's, old he's one of the pure directors that is like. I'm gonna buy a plane from World War II and blow it the fuck up on screen. That's what's gonna happen. Yep. You're not gonna have some guy that you don't know making it in a computer. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna, when I blow it up, tell him Christopher Nolan did this. I look like an emperor penguin. <laughs> oh, dude, it's so cool. He's like, I'm gonna buy an antique World War II plane, get it to fly, and blow it up. I was like, 
Christopher, please stop. This is for our museum. He's just a kid with the fucking trains blowing him up, but he has $300 million. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, man. That's, that's cool. That's anyone's dream as a filmmaker. Is like the kid that was filming on his Super 8 trains pl- crashing into each other. Sean, you know what else? That's the plot of Super 8. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. How many how many directors how many directors would say in an interview? Oh, I, I grew up filming my trains like blowing up and like yeah. it's like Steven hey, Spielberg right. did that. JJ yeah. So Spielberg's just doing it. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So anyway, he's so, doing it on a much bigger scale. Um, yeah. So I think uh, where was that going? Uh, no, Iron Man Three. Oh, Iron Dark Man Three. Yes. Right. So that's uh, some similarities. It's it's got a lot of similarities, and I'm missing a few that hero I don't remember. Hero isn't in the suit. That the hero. Much. Well, the hero. Well, he's also depowered. It's not even just not yeah. in the suit. He's like Iron. Well, Iron Man is depowered because he doesn't have the suit. But Batman broke his back. Mm-hmm. Um, he's exiled in Tennessee, and there's a pit. Yeah, but in Iron Man Three, it's full of Iron Man. Oh, we're Tennessee. Yeah. He's trapped in Tennessee. He has uh, a, an unlikely helper uh, in the kid, and uh, Batman has the old guy. I guess I don't. I think, the yeah. kid in Iron Man Three, the, the the fact that he just like is so mean to this kid the whole time is so great. Yeah, is like, he's oh, like your dad, your dad's not here. Get the fuck out of here. here! Like he just <laughs> can't be bothered with this kid. It's so good. <laughs> Um, I I do have to say though Iron Man probably has my all time favorite scene in any superhero movie. The first when, one, Iron Man three. Sorry, yeah. uh, when he he's in the news truck and he's, he meets, Adam Pally. He meets the guy. What's the guy's name? It's Adam Pally. I only know that because people kept <laughs> no. It is in the movie though. I don't know. In the movie, he's like, he's I just like, I just want to show you. Uh, boom! He pulls out the tattoo and he's like, you know, it's not like totally accurate. I had him do it off of a doll I made. <laughs> Adam, Adam Pally is like fucking hilarious. He's on, uh, I've been listening to him on a bunch of comedy bang bangs and stuff. And I'm just going to say this and we'd be indulgent and be like, a bunch of my friends, uh, like, uh, have said that he's my new celebrity doppelganger. I'm like, okay, <laughs> he's fun. He was funny. He's like modeled my whole look after you. And <laughs> That's I just, what I've been doing. I don't have any, uh, product in right now. <laughs> It's a good scene. scene. It's a, yeah. And he's like, dude, shut happen. up. I need to like save the world right now. He's and like, like, that would happen with who Tony, Tony Stark, Stark is. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's very, it's very realistic. It feels indulgent, but at, it's really not. It makes sense. But, um, because well, he, he was a f- public figure before he was Iron Man. And yeah. then he became Iron he's Man. Playboy. He's like, he's a cool guy. Well, yeah. <laughs> Be like if, uh, um, uh, <laughs> I'm trying like Steve Jobs. No. <laughs> no, I'm trying to, it'd be like if Dan Blazer <laughs> <laughs> made some sort of mech suit and <laughs> stopped a dinosaur. All right. Now that we've ref- officially referenced Dan Blazerian, I think it's time to call it a day. <laughs> Speaking of Dan Blazerian, I just saw Transformers 5. Oh, my God. Oh, no. Does that transition work? Yeah, it's, no. No? <laughs> I feel like it's, like, douchey, like, yeah, this is what cool is, like, right? That's, this what, is what, this is, that's what Michael Bay thinks is cool, for yeah. sure. <laughs> um, I do want to talk more about Iron Man 3, but I'll say I, I, I won't. I think Iron Man 3 is great, and I love that the Mandarin's not the real bad guy, because it's, it's, like, he's having all these problems, and it's, like, oh, this villain's the biggest and worst I've ever seen, and he's just a guy. Yeah. And Tony Stark's like, wait, my problems aren't 
they're manageable, and that's when you like there's stuff like that. I don't know. I saw that. Well, a, yeah, I well, saw that at a really weird time where I like needed that message. So. Yeah. No, <laughs> it, 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 I, when I like I said, I rewatched it the other night it's on great. TV, and I was like, this isn't as bad as I remember. The it. action's all good too, and like they do cool stuff, but you know, it's not like Transformers Five Dragon. <laughs> <laughs> Dragon Breath move. Oh, come on. Okay. Sky Pierce has Dragon Breath in Iron Man 3, and he uses it one time. <laughs> awesome. What a weird thing that just happens. And then, like, John Cheadle's like, what the fuck was that? And I'm like, he just looks like, like such an honest that's, reaction. That's like, <laughs> that's like classic, like, I, I don't want to, like, I'm going to toe this line right now, but that's like classic, like, almost like horror movie trope where, like, they're just like, really? Like, the, the one guy notices he's like you're not seeing this right now like, this guy just spit fire out of his mouth <laughs> how fucking nuts was that oh god it's so good Iron Man 3 is great and people who don't like it are a frog and there's a lot of people who don't like Iron Man 3 I, I, I definitely don't like don't I don't not like it I just it was better than 2 like it's you know it's just yeah 1 is it's, one is very problematic, but it like there's a lot of things that don't 100% work in 1 but it's still great and mm-hmm. like I'd it's a great origin story. It's I always say Iron Man one and Spider Man one with Tobey Maguire are the two best origin story movies. Mm. Like you you're probably a Superman one type. Well, I know I, I I so I I when I say when I think of best origin stories, I think of Spider Man one, Superman the movie, Batman Begins, mm. um, Iron Man, and I, honestly Wonder Woman. I think that's a it as a as a one origin yep. story it functions very well as an origin story. It's the best origin story we got in a while. Because it's I was like, saying that with Doctor Strange, yeah. but this is better. Well, it's also like they made it work. I was like, how are they going to fucking fit her into yeah. fucking Batman and Superman and like how they do. It's and great. it's just like this is it and you're going to buy it. And, mm-hmm. and I was like, okay. I did. All right. Um yeah. Uh they put the cards on the table and uh we picked them up. Picked them all up. Picking up those cards, we said, what a nice. What time is it?